You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. How much is that dog in the window? <laughs> the one with the waggly tail. How Hi there, I'm Bernie Hems, and this podcast is for the dog lovers of Kiama. We'll be chatting to humans who love their furry friends and we will discuss the general concerns of dog owners in the area. Did you know that dog owners are less likely to suffer from depression than those without pets? That people with dogs have lower blood pressure in stressful situations? One study even found that when people with borderline hypertension adopted dogs from a shelter, their blood pressure declined significantly. Heart attack patients with pets survive longer than those without. Pet owners over 65 make 30% fewer visits to their doctors. So one of the reasons for these therapeutic effects is that pets fulfill the basic human need for touch. Even hardened criminals in prison show long-term changes in their behavior, many of them experiencing mutual affection for the first time. Stroking, hugging, or otherwise touching a loving animal can rapidly calm and soothe you when you're stressed or anxious. The companionship of a pet can also ease loneliness, and most dogs are a great stimulus for healthy exercise, which can substantially boost your mood and ease depression. And being locked down with them for long periods over the pandemic has made us appreciate them all the more. A growing band of research is demonstrating just how much of a crutch our furry friends have been during what has been a very tough time for many. As a result of the fact that we are inviting far more dogs into our home than ever before, it's becoming highlighted that we are experiencing some concerns about how we manage them and and what the facilities are for them. I'm talking now to Carolyn Lee, who is lobbying council to create a fenced off-leash dog park in Kayama LGA. Yeah, I'm really interested in, 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 in lobbying for a fenced off-leash dog park in the Kiama LGA because there isn't one at the moment and it's sorely needed. So why is the dog park so important to Well, you? we rehomed Ruby about seven months ago and um, we got her through a, a rescue rehome place and we couldn't understand why she'd had three owners before us because she's inside. She's excellent. Mm. She's patient. She's calm. She's sweet. She's affectionate. She's a lovely dog. You've seen her today, mm, right? Yeah, she's gorgeous. Um, she wasn't mistreated, as far as we know, but she did have three owners before us, and we're like, mm. well, why is that? But then when we took her out, we realised <laughs> she she hadn't had a lot of exposure to the outside world Yeah. Um, because everything was amazing, <laughs> and she was quite reactive and just interested in everything. So her recall was crap, if I'm honest. And so we have really struggled to find ways to exercise her as a sprightly, now four-year-old lab, we think, cross Staffy, because we can't let her off anywhere mm-hmm. with her having pretty ordinary recall. So what happens if you do let her off? She'll just follow her nose. Like she's yeah. so interested and amazed with mm. everything that is, is, is around that if you call her, she just won't come back. Mm. I mean, we've invested hundreds of dollars in training her with a dog behavioralist and she's made huge progress, but her mm. recall still has a lot mm. to be desired. And so it just means we can't let her off 
leash anywhere because there isn't a fenced off-leash mm. dog park anywhere in the LGA. I've watched you interact with her today and she really is important in your life, isn't she? She's a really integral part of our life. You know, life does not seem complete without a dog. Ruby is completely different to our last dog. I used to think that I was just a brilliant dog owner <laughs> because our <laughs> dog was so well behaved. But then I realised our last dog was just a brilliant, easy to train, compliant <laughs> dog. And um, and Ruby, she's sweet. As I said before, she's a really sweet girl, headstrong. You know, we want to get her to the point that we can call her back and she just mm. comes. Having her in our lives has enriched our lives. We laugh mm. every day. We go a bit kooky playing with her. She brings a lot of joy to our mm. lives, but she, she also exasperates us sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, she, she can be a challenge, mm. but I like a challenge. Uh, life would not be the same without a challenge. Mm. We almost called her Matilda because uh, I don't know if you know the line from that Matilda production. Sometimes you just have to be a little bit naughty. <laughs> we almost called her Matilda. We almost called her Heidi, as in Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> because inside she's amazing and yeah. outside she was a bit of a monster at first. She's a well-natured dog and, and we know she's got it in her, but she needs the opportunity to socialise and size. If you look at dogs that are not well-behaved, that bark or dig or can be aggressive or reactive to other dogs. I'm going to put a broad brushstroke here, but I can almost guarantee that they are bored or they're under-exercised. And so if dogs have an outlet, if they can meet and sniff and whiff and or do all the stuff that dogs do, then I think we're going to get a lot better behaved dog. I will say this, even if we do get this fenced off leash dog park, that people take responsibility for their dog's even while they're in there. You can't just turn your back and, and it's like leaving kids at the at the edge of the yes. shoreline yes. and hoping everything's going to be okay. You know, yeah. you just don't know how they're going to react with other dogs. So it's important even when we get this, and I think it's a when rather than mm. an if, um, that people are, are responsible. But, gee, it would make a huge difference to her. Change.org and look up Kayama Off-Leash Dog Park, you'll find it. And it shows to me that there is community support for it. And when I first put it up on the Kayama community Facebook page, there were a lot of people who said, oh, great idea, yes, my dog could do with this. And I think it just takes someone to put their hand up and say, look, I'll organise this. And then you can hopefully get some movement at council and, and get it across the line. Well, if you've got over 100 people, that's a lot of support in just a few days. Yeah, and within quite a small community, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we do have the support of a number of councillors on the Kaima Council. In fact, um, Councillor Larkins, Stuart Larkins, is raising a motion at this month's council meeting to get a fenced off-leash dog park on the agenda again. Um, and even for the election, there were at least four who put their hand up and said, yeah, that's a really good idea, it's needed. There are probably other priorities that yeah. are higher, but yeah. I'd really like to see it get bumped up a few notches so that it can happen sooner rather than later. So Stuart Larkins yeah. um, suggested that um, I come along on, I didn't realise, but members of the general public are invited to contribute on a given topic. So I'm going to do that. I think there might be someone from Jamboree also coming to speak on the same topic because mm -hmm. they're also hoping to, to get um, a similar of Ben Stoffley's dog park in that area as well. So I'm hoping that um, if the councillors hear what we have to say, that that will be a compelling reason for them to vote in that direction. Thanks very much for joining us, Carolyn, and good luck with your petition. Thanks for having me. The boy and his dog.
there is that saying that I've got to go and meet a man about a dog. Well, I met a man this morning about not one dog, but many dogs. In fact, all the dogs of Kayama. And begged the question about whether or not they're permitted to go to attend the markets. And this is what Brian Warren had to say. Okay, well, I'm with Rotary at Gerringong and just the immediate past president. And we conduct the markets once a month under license with the Kaima local government area council. And uh, we had an incident last year where Ranger came on and started shooing people off with dogs on leads at the market. So we weren't aware what happened there. So we wrote to the council complaining and they came back and said, well, it is the regulation of the council that you're not allowed to have a dog on a lead in a park, and, except on the paved areas of the park, anything that's designated as a park, not, not just an open area. We wrote back and complained that we thought this was quite an unusual rule and the difficulty was we're conducting markets where Principally, our customers are coming from outside the local government area and from Sydney to a large extent, and they wouldn't understand such a rule because I know that doesn't apply in areas that I've come from, such as the Sutherland Shire or even further, you know, West Councils, where you're mm. quite free to have the dogs on a lead uh, under control in a, in a park because that's where one expects one's going to exercise a dog if you don't have a leash-free area available bearing in mind that we'd only fairly recently in the last 12 months signed a new agreement with the council to uh, run the markets in the park as well as the town hall. Now, that agreement basically, as with other market holders, gives uh, the market holder the responsibility of controlling the park during the period of licence for the, for the markets. So I had a phone conversation with the council. Not terribly satisfactory. So I thought I'd run a bit of a campaign in the media and uh, in the local news, and it started to get a, a bit of a registration. So finally, with after the elections, uh, the new mayor called all market supervisors in a representative from all markets in the local government area. And first of all, they apologise for the action they've taken, and they're going to look into this rule. I think there were 12 markets represented at the meeting we had at council. I think the council needs to do what Shalhaven did and just have a complete review of their companion animals policy in view of the increase in population of dogs in the last two years through COVID. For the moment, it's okay to have a dog on a lead in any of the markets in the Kaima local government area, meaning also that that dog must be under proper control. Even though they're on leads, they still need to be under control. So I think we've come to a reasonable conclusion. All right. So, so Brian, have you got a dog? Yes, I've got a. We've got a dog. What we've kind of dog. What, what kind of dog have you got? And and what it's does he mean? It's known here in Australia as a Sheltie. That's a Shetland Sheepdog. It's uh, unusual colouring, tri blue. We got him at twelve months, and uh, he's now nine years old, and he still can be taught new tricks with a, a minimum number of repetitions for a dog mm. and a five. It will get. And get and how new. how important is he in your life? Oh, it's just extremely important. We're just two of us here now. It's very important to us. Uh, it's, a, it's a very, very solid companion to us. It interfaces with our lifestyle to a large extent. It travels with us being experienced and being stuck in the back of a station wagon and taken to shows, I think, each weekend for the first 12 months of its life. It's, it's, a, it's a good traveller. So it just sits in its dog bed at the back on a lead. Normally, not in the last two years, but we normally go to Queensland at least a couple of times a year, sometimes three times a year, 
It just sits in the back when we're at cruise altitude, if you like. It just goes to sleep. And uh, it's a very responsive dog, an excellent pet. The dog owners here, a lot of them get together at 7 o'clock in the morning in the less free area on the headland at Jaroa. And it's certainly popular with the other owners. It's, it's, it's a great pet. But it's nice to have an intelligent dog. And as I said to you, I think, the other day, it's great. Uh, I'm saying this in the context of having grandkids here at the moment. It's great to be able to bark out a command and the dog does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Thanks for chatting with us, Brian. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Thanks a million. We are sitting in the garden of Kaima Municipal Council and I'm joined by Stuart Larkins, one of our local councillors, and he explained to me his role with regard to animals and the local area. I'm one of the councillors that's uh, sitting on the council committee for companion animals, right. so looks at the uh, the holistic plans of, of animal management in our LGA. The data suggests that we have far more animals in our homes now as a result of COVID. Is this a new area of responsibility that you have? Council's always had a responsibility for animal management through um, the Local Government Act and, and the animal legislation through the state government. So yeah. Council's always had at least some responsibility in terms of animal management. We have the Companion Animals Committee, which has existed for some time, but it's not actually met um, for some time in, in light of COVID. And, and I think there's probably been a few other things. We actually haven't re-established that committee as of yet. We're still waiting to get some more uh, people as part of that committee. But one of the things that I've uh, introduced is um, establishing a companion animal management plan. So actually having a framework, a policy around animal management in our LGA that, you know, encompasses what we're responsible for through the state government, but also being a little bit unique and, and identifying the places in our LGA that dogs and, you know, animals in general, but, you know, particularly dog spaces is um, something that's really, really important. And I'm going to uh, be speaking on that to, at the council meeting. And look, it's it's something that I think has been ongoing for some time. You're right that the, the animal management in our LGA is, has been a you know, a topic of, you know, we've had the issues around dogs in the markets and, and particularly out at Jamboree as well, there's actually no identified dog spaces where a dog can be off leash. And and these are these are important issues and, and having a, a companion animal management plan moving forward is, is the best way to, to be able to actually have a strategic pathway uh, for spaces for animals. And we do have a member of the community who is lobbying council for um, a fenced off or a fenced leashed off area for dogs. What do you think of that? Look, I'm I'm pretty um, understanding of that that request. I, th I think there's a different nature to having a fenced dog park. For, for me personally, I own a beagle. So uh, a beagle is, is a lovely, <laughs> lovely dog. Very, very smart, very, and she's, you know, she's a beautiful beagle, but she's also not very good at um, recall. Mm. And, and um, the, the other person that I understand that you may have been in, in contact with also has a very similar dog. Very good dogs, but yep. they're, they're, it's just the, the recall element. But it's also about safety as well. I mean, there's, mm. you know, we have eight dog spaces identified um, on the council website for, for dogs. Most of them are at parts of the beaches or on headlands that are not fenced and, and it's about the safety of dogs. It's also the safety of humans and, and other things like that. I mean, it's it's something that 
I do think we should explore further about fenced dog parks. I, as a councillor and, and my role in that committee, I don't see myself as, as sort of advocating or imposing a particular location, but as part of the framework that we're setting up is about identifying potential locations moving forward. Uh, To the north of us as well in in Shell Harbour, there's actually three fenced dog parks in in the southern, so in the Shell Haven, so one in Shell Haven Heads and one in Berry, there's a fenced, uh, not sorry, not Berry, Bombardary, Uh, there's a fenced uh, dog Mm. space and none in our LGA. So look and and in terms of the grant funding that can come become available for dog spaces it's generally for fenced areas through the state government sometimes even federal government can mm. can fund fenced dog parks yeah. so and and you know the the framework of, of establishing the dog friendly spaces and a plan is you know in in some at some point we'll be able to say we've identified a pr- an appropriate location where we would think a fenced dog park could go and then apply for grant funding and, and other things because look my motion's also being cognizant of other broader issues of, of council at the moment and, and you know we, we still need to be looking forward about the way um, you know animals and, and other things as well for, for the issues. And, and what's your beagle called and what does your beagle mean to you? So, uh, my beagle's called her name's Nanda it's actually derived from the Wiradjuri language oh. uh, out west and it means um, dog. She's three years old and, and she's a great beagle very beautiful and as, as i said very smart very you know loves animals loves people and loves smelling things and will run off <laughs> so, so you know that that's the the nature of, of a beagle and thank you so much for joining us at kayama community radio thanks for your time thank you very much I'm here at the Kayama Street Soiree. And I'm talking to Rachel. Rachel and Dylan. And Dylan. And they caught my eye because you've got two greyhounds, two beautiful greyhounds. Yeah, so we've got two greyhounds, Goldie, she's 13, and Jaja, who's four. And they're beautiful. And, and what kind of dogs are they? Very placid. So they're very calm. Um, Goldie sleeps about 23 and a half hours of the day. Jaja, he runs for about 15 minutes and then passes out for the rest of the day. Yeah. So they're very lazy. And and they're actually wearing their pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're wearing their pajamas out. And and is this because they're cold? Is this because of the weather? Yes. Yeah, so it's actually because they have very low body fat. So greyhounds don't hold a lot of fat they need to have clothes well they don't need to have clothes but when it's a bit chillier they do need a layer on them because they'll get quite cold very easily and what do your dogs mean to you they mean the world (laughs) she calls them our children yeah Yeah. so it's a bit weird but and what do they mean to you i love them too you know i i wouldn't have thought i would like to have greyhounds i think a lot of people don't know much about them because they, they know them from racing but they're very sweet and actually yeah you, you wouldn't think they're so lazy because of the racing but yeah they're just they're great pets they make excellent pets yeah that's fantastic and thank you very much for talking to me anytime thank you, thank you. so i think we'll leave the last word to these guys You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. 
The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kaima Community Radio.